0: If I was to write a book, which I will do one day, but if I was to write a book and it got published, do you know what section of the bookstore it would probably end up in? The self-help section. But I've got a problem with that. In fact, I've got a problem with the whole self-help industry. Why is it, I ask myself, with the boon in self-help books and podcasts and resources over the last 20 years, we have... In 2021, outrageous rates of depression, anxiety, and mental illness. You would have thought that if all this stuff actually worked, we wouldn't all be in such a mess. In this podcast, I want to explain a better way to live than self help. About 20 years ago, I traveled for the first time to a town called Manado in northeast Indonesia. I was involved in humanitarian work there, which involved me flying in two to three times a year for about ten years. I think it's changed now, but when you came out of the airport and you look back towards it, there's this huge sculptured sign across the length of the airport which read in the local Menehasan language, Sito Dimol mo do." I was to discover that it was the town's motto and roughly trans- life to others. We live to give life to others. Here's the thing. If well-being becomes all about us, self-help, then it is not well-being at all. In my view, we only fully come alive in finding a purpose bigger than ourselves, which somehow benefits the lives of others in transformative ways. The most truly animated people I know are those who have been captured by a cause bigger than themselves that lifts them above their own cares and concerns. And this cause, bigger than themselves, sustains them in all seasons of life. In upcoming podcasts, I'm going to be interviewing some of these people, so stay tuned. It's not that I don't think we have anything to learn from self-help. I've read a lot of the self-help books and I recommend a number of them to others. I just think so much of the time what is taught is completely deficient in one area, the area of giving out beyond ourselves. In fact, I feel that the principle of being a life giver is so important that if I was coaching someone who was feeling completely stuck and feeling unable to escape their predicament, I would start right here. I would start by seeking to engender into their thinking a vision of themselves as a life giver, a transformer, maybe even a superhero. I mean it. That's our true identity, human beings who have the potential to make a difference in our world. We are living beings, and living beings are created to multiply. Now, that doesn't mean winning the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, it might, but (laughs) becoming citizen of the year for some incredible achievement. But it does mean believing that your small contribution to humanity is worth something and embedding these multiplying, life-giving actions into the very core of who you are. If we ignore this component of so-called self-help teaching, we will end up living stunted, compromised, and shrunken lives. So what if someone's going to help you earn a million dollars a year? Who cares? What's it for? So what if you can win friends and influence people or have seven habits for highly effective living all nailed down? Really? So what? For what purpose? I want to ask Have you got a purpose beyond yourself? In practical terms, do you seek to make a difference in the lives of the poor, the marginalised, the oppressed, those who suffer in various ways, vulnerable children, immigrants, those with disabilities, the aged, the abused... Are you concerned for your environment, for clean water, renewable energy, elimination of plastic and other toxic pollutants, do issues of health care, education, justice, political action, or equality motivate you? I'm not suggesting that you should be throwing yourself into every one of these causes. And I'm not talking about jumping on social media and having a rant about some issue. Anyone can do that. It seems everyone's ranting these days. But if everyone who ranted actually did something positive, imagine the difference. Now you might think, my kids are the most important focus in my life right now. That's my outward focus. Problem is, you are teaching your kids that life revolves around them. So that perspective achieves the exact opposite of what our kids need. Involve your kids in a cause bigger than themselves. Then you'll be teaching them how to truly live. There's a fellow in my local area. He's named Shannon Nevin. And his wife had suffered very badly from depression for her whole life. And when one of Shannon's old schoolmates died from suicide, he wanted to do something about it. He wanted to do something about depression. He decided he wanted didn't want to do another fundraiser, he wanted to bring people together to walk for an hour or two. Nothing crazy, just people walking together, exercising, and being reminded that they are not alone. This has turned into walk and talk for life. And now they've got a bunch of these walks across the country. And all it is, you turn up, doesn't matter if you've got a mental illness or not, you turn up, they give you a t-shirt and a cap, and you walk and you talk. Last year, we had terrible bushfires ravaged New South Wales. My neighbour's daughter across the road wanted to do something to help the koalas. So with the parents' help, she made some banana cake and some chocolate brownies and sold them to people who were passing by. And she made $107 in one morning. Small act? Oh, perhaps. But parents who facilitate these outwardly focused activities are fostering in their children a spirit of multiplication. Then there's the retired businessman trying to figure out what retirement looks like and is helping out in the local soup kitchen. I guess you could call it giving back. I call it living. Now, it's important to keep in mind that you might be an initiator or you might be a follower. If you are motivated to start an action in order to bring a positive change, then great. Do what Shannon Nevin did or something like that. But possibly you feel more comfortable in joining in with an existing cause and helping out in some way. Either is obviously valid. It's not about getting your name in lights or an article in the newspaper. So by all means, plug in with the many wonderful actions that people are already taking around you. Offer your time or skills to them. But have an honest think what's motivating you right now is it really only losing 10 kilos or being fitter or earning more money or living the life you want we hear so much about that that's all fine i'd like to lose a few kilos too being a bit fitter and earning more money than i do right now would be quite nice So I don't want to beat up on you if you've got some personal goals. I think it's awesome and I actually want to help you achieve your goals. I'm just saying if that's all life is about, then I believe we're selling ourselves short. Now, giving out isn't always easy. It's sometimes hard to stay motivated in a world that can be cruel and where change can come slowly, where the system seems to be working against you and when people don't seem to understand what you're trying to do. Or perhaps there is just so much to do that we feel needs to be done, that we feel paralysed and we don't know where to start. Maybe the very people we are trying to assist don't want our help or are unappreciative. There are many, many reasons why giving out can be hard work. It's no wonder that health professionals and social workers and disability workers have the highest rates of burnout. So here's a few tips to help in that. Have clarity about what your contribution will be. Understand the limits of that contribution. Be clear about where you fit into the bigger picture. Ensure you know how the small way in which you are involved is making a difference in that bigger picture. Next, don't overextend yourself. I need to ensure time for my own renewal if I am to give life to others. We have to take time out without feeling guilty about that. Just because there's a need over here or over there doesn't mean it is your job to meet that particular need. Next, find the right people to work with. Join in with others so that you can be supported in what it is you're doing. In order to keep giving out, we need to feel encouraged and we need to feel that what we're doing is worthwhile and appreciated which is why being part of a team is so helpful. Now, here's something that is important to understand. Becoming a multiplier might not be about you doing more. You say, well, hang on, Anne. you've been talking about being a multiplier. Obviously, that means doing more, and I'm not sure I can do any more. Well, I wasn't amazing at maths in school, but I did learn a little bit about the difference between addition and multiplication. Oftentimes we feel guilty that we're not doing enough and so we start to add stuff into our lives and we keep adding and adding and adding and if you just keep adding stuff without any real clarity or purpose, it leads to burnout, fatigue, possibly resentment. Multiplication, however, is not about doing more but gaining clarity and purpose around what you do and your specific role in it. And sometimes, oftentimes, before we can truly multiply, we first need to subtract. We might need to stop some of what we are doing, reevaluate our lives according to our gifts and passions, and then go again. And another thing to keep in mind is there's only one of you, just in case you need a reminding about that. Oftentimes, in order to multiply what we value beyond us, we need to get better at encouraging and empowering others. So just remember, addition brings burnout. Subtraction, followed by multiplication, brings life. They don't teach you this in school, they should. So go forth and multiply, people. But Let me give you some questions to help you think about this further. Now, these questions I'm going to give you, you can download at myanimatedlife.com forward slash podcast, myanimatedlife.com forward slash podcast. And you can use these questions as a checklist or for self-reflection. I'm just going to give them quickly to you now, but go to the website, print it out or save it on your phone and come back to it when you've got a bit more time. But here they are. In what ways would you say you are already giving beyond yourself right now, either in a paid or voluntary capacity? Next, would you describe those activities or activity as life-giving or do you feel you're just doing your duty? Consider, if it's not life-giving to you, then it might not be be life-giving to others also should you stop doing it or is there a way to think in a new way about it inject life into it next do you have a big idea beyond yourself that you are passionate about what people or groups known to you are doing good things in this space is there a way you can partner with them in some way Next, do you feel prompted to initiate an activity or a cause? Maybe yes, maybe no. Next, who is in your circle of influence that you could animate to become a multiplier? How might you do that? Finally, in response to these above questions, what one or two things could you do this week... That would move you further in the direction of being a multiplier. What key person or persons do you need to make contact with to discuss all this further? I hope you found this a helpful perspective. If you have, then please like it, comment on it, provide a quick review on iTunes, uh, send me an email at coach at myanimatedlife.com. It means to live is to give life to others. Thanks for listening and I look forward to sharing more with you on the next podcast.